Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. So are you going to change your shirt because this is a different episode? No. Look, I don't, I don't really care when they think it was recorded. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You yeah, wear the same fucking shirt every time. Yeah, but there's a reason. I'm a professional. Like, I know to, <laughs> to wear the same plain black turtleneck. No. Not only just to cover my wrinkly body, but also to be consistent for every show. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, No. I just, yeah, I just, like, we talked about this. I want to be myself. I don't want to, I don't want to be controlled. You wear the same underwear for two weeks straight, too? Depends. If they're clean, why couldn't they be clean? How are they going to be clean? Anyway, just start the show. Are we recording? Of course. Oh, well, just whatever. Keep it. Intro music, please. Whatever. Okay, this is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci with Valerie Brill. We uh, are going to continue our conversation that we had an hour ago in the same shirt. And uh, maybe you want to call it part two. Maybe you don't. I don't know. You got a ton of notes. You look like you're full of piss and vinegar. What do you got? So I want to. I want this episode to be about live streaming. So I feel like we're, we were discussing mm-hmm. uh, with Tuckman, as you guys watched last week, or whenever you're releasing these. But... Mm-hmm. Um, we're, there are I feel like we're having a second poker boom where we're getting all these new live streams and I kind of want to set the stage sure uh, and because you are so deeply ingrained not only do you run a very successful live stream show that everyone fucking hates you for which is a glorious place to be yeah. the most hated sorry man f- on Twitter and in poker with the most successful show <laughs> sorry for bringing you free poker five days a week My yeah bad. yeah you're an asshole yeah so but you also were involved in, you know, being friends with Ryan and Live yeah. at the Bike. And you saw Live at the Bike torch their opportunities. And then now we're seeing like new um, live streams coming up. And I want to get into that. But I want to go back. So Live at the Bike started 2005. When did you start playing on Live at the Bike? 2017. Holy shit. Yeah. There so, was a whole world out there that I was just grinding business. Didn't know anything about Live at the Bike. Never watched one episode. Oh, God. So I was watching Live at the Bike. I think I started 2006. I was a huge fan. I was yeah. a huge fan of Tuckman mm-hmm. and uh, Bart Hansen. Wow. And they were my favorite commentators for years. For sure. I mean, they still they still are like my probably my yeah. top favorite. But there's so many good out there. But anyway. Uh, but I so know. When you- but I know the time frame. Like because of Ryan, I know what happened. I know who came in, came out. We don't have to get into those details. But but to your point, if you want to know about, tell me what you want to know about it. And I could I could probably break it down. So for you. when you started playing poker, what, what year did you start playing poker? Oh, I started playing poker when I was, uh, before I was 21. Okay. Because so I had a fake ID. So, but I just played, of course, recreationally. I went from five stud to five draw to seven stud to limit hold them to no limit hold them. I went through the whole Holy process. shit, you know how to play stud. <clears throat> I used to only play stud for years. I was really good. I used to play 30, 60, and 40, 80 at the, on the terrace at the Commerce. And just I stud high, not it. stud high low? No, never played that. I uh, always played stud. Stud high low is the, the, the And stud jam. was booming. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it went to like limit and then no limit. And then now you just can't, it's hard to find a stud game. There's like probably, you go into a casino, there's probably 14 people that play and they're all the same people and you'll see them every week. Yeah. And they're like <clears throat> over the age of 90. Yes. One yes. Foot in I the would grave. fit in perfectly, but I evolved. Oh, old men coffee. So, so you, <clears throat> when did you first hear about Live with the Bike? So 
you're going to drag me on this. I love this about you, but I didn't really know about Live at the Bike until 2017. Right. So yeah, I, you right. just told us yeah. that. So when did no, you... No, you asked when I started playing. You then This question was when oh, did so I Oh, so you know heard about it? about it and started playing at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. I was I always played at the Commerce for sure Friday nights. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I know I'm barred. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, listen. You that's played, why it's so... How many years did you play at the Commerce? Over 30. Over 30 and they banned you? They that's, 86 That's the you? fucking shit of this. <laughs> wait, like, I was wait, the loyal just, customer. I didn't play anywhere recall else. Recall the story. Not the hour-long version, but just like the sure. two-minute version sure. of why you're kicked sure. out of the Commerce. I went in... I went in uh, November, December, in whatever year last year, and I played. And I played with about six people that I knew from Commerce, because I know all those guys, all regs, and then a couple new people. Well, I know these people. They all know about the show. What do you think they asked me about? They asked me about the show. Oh, yeah, this and that. And so I answered, talking about it, not proactively. I didn't even want to. I just wanted to relax. And I guess something got reported or somebody said something. And then I came in after the first of the year. My family was out of town. You can't even find a 1020 game or a 2040 anymore. It's fucking poker's dead when it comes to like games and casinos like that. But they had a 1020 or something. Look at this cat. They went, they had a 1020 and I went to play and I played like one orbit and the guy. You ordered food? No, not yet. Um, some guy next to me was eating pork chops and mashed potatoes and I'm like oh my god that's next as soon as like I settle in and I get the dealer goes oh give me your card I'm like oh yeah okay gave my card and he's like uh, he calls a floor man and the floor man's like comes over and it takes a while he's that won't deal me in and I'm like what the fuck and this is a floor man really big I can't remember his name really big fucking heavy set floor man that I've known for years I used to tip the shit out of him and he comes and he's just like yeah you know you know the system you can't play I said what's going on he goes well I, I can't say right now we're gonna have to they're, they're gonna have to get the manager to tell you I'm like are you kidding I, I swear I'm like I did not know what was going on I didn't even put it together and this is the short version and and so uh, somebody comes, two security guards come and, and they fucking, <laughs> they fucking perp walk me into the security room. Right. And I got an entourage in front of me and in back of me is security and floor men. I honestly didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what the hell? So I, were walk they scared you were going to start a live stream? <laughs> yeah. They were scared, scared I was going to go live right there, and, but I didn't know. So I walk into the room and I still wasn't told whatever. And then they said, one of the ladies that was in charge said, well, you were soliciting players. I said, me? I said, when? And she's like, well, we're not going to get into that. I said, I've never solicited anyone. You think I want any of these fucking day Were regs? you though? Were no. you honestly? Day regs. No, look me have, in my eyes. Tell have, me on we, your on my kids on your kids on my kids' lives. You weren't. No, I answered questions about my show, and I wouldn't want any of those players. We have a, a mile long around the building to get into our game. I wasn't there for that. That's just the truth. Who cares? It, but it, but it, but it does suck. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. So they go, they go, read that on the wall, which was some declaration. I don't even remember what it said. And I go. I'm not fucking reading anything. I didn't do shit. And then they said, we'll stand here for a picture. I said, no, I'm not taking a picture either. I said, I want to talk to someone, whatever. And they're like, well, you're going to have to like send an email and send a letter. And I said, okay, well, I ain't saying shit. I want my chips. So let's go. And I got my chips and I left. And how, the pork chops weren't good. I didn't get a fucking pork chop. Oh, I'm sorry. I was so pissed. And I had the whole so night ahead of me. 
So I was talking to the players. We we're having a good time, and then it's just okay. So snap you, ended. You were a regular at Commerce until you got eighty six. Okay, <laughs> until I got walked out. Perp walked out after thirty years of loyal service. Yeah, they and walked tipping. me to the, they walked me to the door. Wow! Like I was gonna go put fucking glasses and a nose on and go try to play on another <laughs> table. <clears throat> Fuck it! I'm incognito. No, it's not me. By the way, Mike Possible put glasses and a nose oh, on. You stop with that. <laughs> Stop with this shit. It was the funniest picture anyone ever sent me. All right. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. Uh, So anyway, so you go. (laughs) So you were playing a commerce and then you heard about live at the bike. And how did you meet Ryan? So I knew Ryan from playing on Fridays. He would play the 1022. I did 1020 as well. I didn't know who he was. Because he was hosting games before Live at the Bike. Yeah, I didn't know. The only how I of met Ryan. Of course, you didn't know. Uh, well, right, and I didn't know. I I wasn't in poker. I played, but I wasn't into like who was who, and I didn't give a shit. So he he was playing with me one night, and he said, "You do real estate, da 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 classes, whatever." My dad is interested in that. Can he go? And I'm like. Yeah. And he's like, wanted me just to let him go. Like, you know, and there's a fee and he's like, and it's, again, this is what I get trolled about, but it was like to go to like all the stuff and get everything is like 30 grand. And, and I'm like, yeah, but like you understand whatever. And he's like, well, what could it take? I said, okay. I said, I tell you what, you give me 5k, give me a chip. I said, I'll put him in as a favor to you. And he wouldn't give it to me. And I said, dude, like no on your dad then. So that's how we met. And then, so he never went. No, no. And you know, but I let other people go. I let Art go through it. I let some other people that, that played and, and I let him go for free. But I didn't know Ryan. And then I, it, we, Ryan and I both differ on this. I, and I will say I completely don't remember who asked me to come play. I don't remember if it was him. I don't remember if it was Garrett who I used to play with at the Commerce. I couldn't tell you. But I do remember coming into that and feeling like a total fish out of water. It was, it was a weird experience. Well, you were the fish. The game revolved around it you. It did. They built the game around me. I played with the LA Killers, Art, Garrett, Andy, uh, this guy Steve. I mean, I, Dan Zach. I mean, for Christ's sake. And uh, and I didn't know any better. But then I realized within about two or three weeks that I didn't know how to play poker. Literally, I was like, oh, my God. But that didn't stop you. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I showed up every Friday, sat in seat five and just got the best education of my life. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I I swear. And uh, that's how I met Ryan. And I was very valuable to Ryan because they were building the game around me. Right. Yeah. So um, when did you start noticing that? live at the bike was squandering this opportunity so when i found out that live at the bike had started in 2005 i'm in 2017 and that they were streaming since 2005 i said to ryan after a while when i got to know him a little better and again i've said this a thousand times i'll say it again ryan like why in the fuck is there not advertising on your felt? Why do you? Why don't you guys run ads on your show? Like, are you guys monetizing this? He's like, oh yeah, we do a thing where you pay for a subscription. I said a paywall. I said, what fucking year are we in? He's like, dude. He started sharing with me his frustration about that, and you know, I'm like, dude, you watch this and it's grainy. He goes, yeah, well, they gave us some. One person gave us a camera. This like it was patched together. I'm like, bro, do you understand? like what you have here and he's like I understand but I can't get my other three or four partners to understand it and then when he realized I proactively knew about it he started sharing things when we became close and um and then you know things happen after that of why we became partners if you'd like to know I've I've told the story before but I, I'd be happy if uh, it's if you want it or not well I'm trying to set the stage okay for for um 
I want to know what's what's projected potentially from your opinion, mm-hmm. from your perspective on uh, these upcoming live streams. So okay. I just wanted to I wanted to set the stage for live at the bike, having squandered this tremendous opportunity during one of our biggest poker booms. They did. And uh, then they ended up like not being able to maintain themselves because you guys basically I think you part you guys partially put them out of business but they also put themselves out of business because i think in la and the world wide web there is enough room for two la live streams sure sure but what did they do was it that they lost ryan so their first mistake was when they had ryan not investing into their product not investing that's the first part not seeing the value of those investments like we saw dave tuckman say lazy they just wanted to collect paywall money and they didn't want to work hard and they didn't they want to didn't want to create that heads up uh challenge tv show they didn't love it yeah and ryan did ryan did they just, they just wanted to cruise with whatever shares they had so that was their first mistake the second mistake was not understanding the value of ryan feldman bring your mic cut sorry closer. Yeah. the second thing was not understanding the value of ryan feldman they didn't want to pay him more he was underpaid per his work hours um he couldn't get anything he wanted done. There was no budget for anything, and he was completely frustrated. And he had a vision that they didn't share. That's right. And that's when he started sharing that with me and paraphrasing. It was basically, Nick, you've been in business a long time. You've been successful. What would you do? Would you walk away? Why did you believe in Ryan's vision? Because I was very starting to get very close to Ryan, and I knew that the success of the show from the history that I heard about it and watching him while I start playing get to a point like when he started the, when he came up with the idea of the million dollar game and, and he got to like 5,000 views and he was about to shit himself because it was so good at the time. Right now we get yeah, that. Now like it's like on, 50, like, what, what do we hit? The we get top. a pregame show. Uh, who? Uh, sorry. 50, I said we, because I was also hosting the million were. dollar cash 58, game. 58,000 was our biggest live view with the million dollar game. That, that was the biggest. Was, and game. that was bigger than Mr. Beast. <clears throat> yes. Wild. <clears throat> yeah. One of the reasons was we were probably in the forties. And then when, uh, Huss and Wesley started talk, uh, fighting, I guess people started telling everyone and of everyone course. jumped on. Everyone to watch loves that. that yeah. Shit. Everyone loves that shit. So, so we became close and he started when he asked me that question and I said, Ryan, listen, I don't want you to walk away from something that you love. It's not my decision. But if you're just asking me, would I stay somewhere that I can't live out my vision or be who I am? I snap fold right now, but I don't want that to hurt you. And so he marinated for weeks. Um, the bike started to get, uh, he started acting maybe funny, wanting to st- sell his shares. And so then they started one, they, looking at him as an outsider. And because they knew we were close, uh, some rumor started that we were going to la- start a live stream. False. I was not starting a live stream. Ryan sees this different too, but he had asked me initially if I would just put some money into it or would I want to do something? And I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to see it, you know. Like a whatever. silent investor? Maybe. Yeah, it, that was like right at first. And then that was just right at first. And then it went different. So because of that, JJ started fucking with me. Now, I played every Friday. And tell people in case they don't know JJ who JJ Della is. JJ Garza, who was one of the partners there that... On Live at the Bike. At Live at the and Bike. And was producing Live at the Bike up until... I mean, is he still there? No, he runs a, a private game or something in the back or something. Okay. So he was the the I know for sure he was the person who pioneered this because he was really working against Ryan 
And I, I played every Friday, thousands of dollars, playing against killers, 200, 400. Sometimes it would go to 800. I was playing every week, 100, 200. And then I started playing the Tuesday game too. So I was playing twice a week now. And I was popular because I was the mark. Right. right. Okay. Until I got better. And then I got better and started winning like on the Tuesday game and different. Okay. But it doesn't matter. So he, uh, um, so they had this thing with the phones where you couldn't use the phones while you were in the hand. That was what it was at the time. And we all did it. Okay. Nobody knew any better. We all did it. Yeah. I, was, I mean, we were using I'm phones always, on Stones Live. Fuck it. I yeah. was making calls, everything. I'd have to stand up to make a it call. Was, uh, it was the heyday. <clears throat> it was the, the Wild West it was back then. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was the Wild West. And so they had that rule and it never was enforced. And especially to someone like me. But then what happened was one day he came in there and like gave me a warning or something happened. And they basically, I got word that I was going to be temporarily benched. Okay. Imagine Sounds like a trying to common thing temporarily for you. bench me. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? Like I helped like build this just like they say with Garrett who helped build our show. He did. Right. And so they got, I had to get on a call with Evelyn in Florida, JJ, Brian, and I don't know if that was it or maybe some other person. And they started questioning me about my relationship with Ryan. It wasn't about the phone. Oh. They started questioning me. And at the time, I told the truth. They said, are you planning on starting a live stream with Ryan? I said, no. And they said, well, if that's true, we'll let you play again. And I said... And I don't remember if I played again, but I do remember this. Um, I called Ryan. I can't say it was that day, but I called Ryan very shortly after and said, let's get a stream. I'm so motivated right now. And I stopped yeah. playing. And COVID hit. The Stones thing happened. Poker just whatever. And that's when we had to go start taking our show around to try to pitch it right around that time. And we weren't having any traction because a lot of the management didn't see it. But Hustler did. And that's how this happened. You want to know what's funny? This is a side note how Live of the Bike kind of influenced, <clears throat> well, was a part of something with Stones. I remember um, the very last show where I did commentary with Christian Soda and Matt Berkey was in the game. And that's the game where I finally, after that, went public. Yeah. Uh, that very, <laughs> your cat's Holy like got the shit. zoomies. Yeah. Uh, the, I remember asking the, um, tournament director who was helping Mike Poss. I remember mm. asking him, why aren't, why aren't we allowed phones in the entire room now? Mm. And he's like, well, there was a cheating scandal that happened on live at the bike. And Which, we, there was none. Yeah, I don't remember one. Uh, they were thinking something about like someone on the show was potentially cheating, but then they watched the footage and then the person got asked to not play anymore, but they deemed that there was no there was no cheating. Oh, okay. Wayne told me about this too. Okay. And I was like, really? Live of the Bike had a cheating scandal? How come no one's heard about that? He's like, yeah, so we need to we need to keep phones off the table. And this whole time it was just a projection. Sure. So it was, it was funny how like they blamed live at the bike for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like without getting, because yeah, we've I all heard the I details. Into the weeds, yeah. I want to know when you first started, like obviously the success happened quick. We, it wasn't due to lack of work. Like it happened quick. Uh, one year is quick. Less than yeah. a year. We started uh, August 3rd, 2021. So what do you think? Like if you could name like three or four, three to five things that are like the secret sauce, what would those things be? We adamantly both wanted to have as many eyes on the show as possible. We were going to run it free, even at a loss because we knew our goal was to build the number one poker show. Literally. Did I think in the world at the time? No, but we are, but that was our goal. And we were going to, you know, 
put the capital, I put the capital for it that would help make the production what you see it today. So I would think the investment capital in our production, knowing that how important that is, um, making it free because you bring, it's just like all the new models, Facebook, all the stuff when they came out, they, they became big like that because it was free. Vincent, can you move that? Like take it out of the room or something? Thank you, because she's just going to continue to do that. Like it's not going to stop. Nick has a squirrel. Uh... <laughs> I would appreciate. It. Thank you. I, yeah, it's Nick not can't your concentrate, job, and I would appreciate it. But I am just not going to be able to. You can walk right in the shot. Nick Who can't cares? concentrate. We'll if just there's keep going. Any sort of movement in the room. That's right. Um, okay, so uh, so I would say those couple of things, and then having management at a casino that has the same vision. If you don't have a casino that has management, they will cock block you. Uh, so I think there's one additional thing as a viewer. What mm-hmm. I see is like the whole it's like a community of uh, a a group of people who don't give a fuck like Mm. if you look at your like what raver does for like the videos and the commercials and the song you guys have like a rap song we have like dancing nurses yeah yeah and you guys are like clearly don't give a fuck what anyone thinks because you're not this isn't your mom and dad's like the family poker show that you want to watch this is like fuck you, we're in LA. And oh, you saw in my interview that you sent me the clip of yeah. where I was like, no, these guys are slanging dice in back alleys. They don't give a fuck what yeah. you think in Kansas. <laughs> you know, this is LA. So that that's one thing. You have this like, I don't give a fuck community that you have the, you have like hip hop. We're going to do it our way song. and you're either yeah. going to love it or we're going to be gone and they loved it. So I'm and, just and, saying that you could pour <clears> as much <throat> money into it as a like, oh, as a corporation. For sure. A, a corporation could buy out like Bally's bought out live at the bike, but it doesn't mean it's going to have that secret sauce. So, no. And the other thing we did that I've said before, so I don't mind saying it is, you made me think of it, is creating, um, we wanted to create characters. Right. And have a show that you watch not only for the poker, but for the drama. And, and you know, you'll have people you hate. You'll have people that you love. And we knew that. And that brings eyes on the show. And we wanted to build characters, which we did. Yeah. Anyway. So so moving forward, Live of the Bike relaunched. Ironically enough, I was hired as the hostess of Live of the Bike that relaunch. That's, yeah. That was shortly before you asked me to co-host with you, actually. That's right. I think you were you were doing your gig and you came down to The Hustler to meet me. I met you, you at that? The Hustler the I next day. I gave you a hat, fed you. Uh, I ha- you fed me. You gave me a hoodie. I still wear that hoodie. Yeah. I brought it with me to Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, and and uh, you gave me a hat and we talked. And then I think like a week later, you messaged me. You're like, hey, I'm thinking about a podcast. Yeah. And I think you asked a few people first. And then I, you I ended may up. Have, but but then when I met you, I realized because even when I met you, you're very nice and polite at the time, which was you know a, ruse. a fake, total a fake, yeah. yeah. But I could tell by some of your comments back to me that like you caught yourself, but you were like sassy, yeah. and I knew I needed that. Yeah, and you also wanted like a hot blonde, which I obviously am. So that's what well, you. Since I don't want to break up the fourth time, I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> so so live with the bikes crashing, you're moving up. What? happened to live the bike from your perspective as someone who has a successful show and i want to talk about i want to talk about the first time and then when they came back two separate times because they're two separate management Mm -hmm. uh they lost the vision when they lost ryan and they never had the vision they lost the vision he was the vision yeah they didn't have his vision but they lost someone who had a vision um that was doing the best he could within what he was working with and um and we were just too good. 
That that is the truth. Our, our production was too good. Our game, our our players, and if you had a uh, oh excuse me, that was that was prior. So that's what after. about what about the fact that you were willing to invest even going at a 100%. loss for a bit? They yeah. weren't willing to go at a loss. No, I mean, like I said, we could have put in under a hundred thousand, and then we discussed it, and then upgrade later if we monetize it properly, or we can go all in at the three fifty plus. And I decided to put the 350 plus in it because I don't want to do anything half-fast. And our goal was to become the number one poker show. So let's fucking come out hot. We did that. And, um, you know, they didn't have the lineups. They didn't have the production. Um, they didn't have the vision. And they and they didn't have a casino that wanted them that was was going to cancel their show on April anyway. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> the bicycle casino was not super supportive. Now, tell me, like, what's the... Did you catch any... any like backlash from anyone at live at the bike when you first said we're fucking doing this yeah the backlash was they went to players like garrett francisco and almost every other one and said that um you can't trust ryan they're gonna cheat just i mean how you know whatever because ryan had something in the past where one of the players was questioning luda it's just ridiculous and they poisoned the poison like even Garrett when he first came wasn't sure he was going to play because he bought into it and wanted to see the control room everything Francisco later months ago apologized to me because at first he wouldn't play and he said I'm so sorry they're liars and they also lied to me about a bunch of other stuff and I want to personally apologize to you because he wouldn't play and so they that's why see you got to understand people don't understand they just think like do you see me ever dragging Doug Polk and his show ever oh not on TV but no, yeah stop it <laughs> <laughs> ever right because i don't i don't mind the competition i don't mind like people doing honest business but the reason why we were contentious is because they benched me then after i started they tried to put me out of business with rumors of, about us and then once we even started they were jj was telling people uh that our pots between chris and i were contrived like we would do that on purpose to create clips and to create more viewers which is a lie and so when you're doing that that becomes personal and when that became personal i think that hurt them even worse because i i'm not kidding you that motivated me to put them out of business Right. And so they kind of did go out of business, but Bally's came in and bought them up. Correct. Okay. So I was there during that first show and it, there was a huge lighting problem. It's not a, it, like I'm not making shit yeah, up. I'm happens. not spreading rumors. Yeah. There was a huge lighting problem. It, everybody was on them about that. They actually didn't even release that first episode, which Christian and I were disappointed about because mm. we both worked together. We were it having so much fun. It was even worse than the one I saw? Yeah, it was worse. Oh, wow. Um, so what was... Uh, what was the reason why they failed this time sure. before going to Tropicana? Because I think that's a little bit different now. Yeah, we could start at, at the bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe they had the same problem. Well, they had three problems, maybe more if I think of them. But uh, their first problem is no matter how much money you have behind you, you have to have the vision. And they did not. I mean, sure. Did did we test months before so we came out perfect? But they could have they could have fixed that. Like right, you can make mistakes coming out and still survive. Um, when you look at the show, it wasn't easy to the eyes. It didn't have the right production value. I don't care what what they put in there; they didn't do it right. Um, they didn't have the lineups that we had, which was probably the biggest part of it. And um, they had he's going to love this because he hates me anyways. But Houston Curtis, who 
was more focused on, I think, himself and figuring out how to circumvent the system he was in for him to be glorified or to make money. And that wound up coming that to was fruition. That wound up happening and he's gone now, but we'll get to that, that later. That was apparent, yeah, because I was hosting and he had me read line by line calling him a visionary and okay. all this stuff. Yeah. But uh, uh, from my perspective, one thing I notice, because I, I work in corporate and then I also do you know mm-hmm. poker media. And one thing I've done poker media for you, I've worked for you yes. on the Million Dollar Cash Game, you and Ryan. Ryan, you and Ryan, like you're very hands off. You're like, look, I know you got it. You're great. Ryan would be like, look, I want you to do a 30 second clip uh, and I want you to give me a summary of what the people in the VIP area are talking about and uh, go. Right. And so he wouldn't be like, I want you to say this word for word for word. And I want you to he didn't micromanage any part of my process. And I was able to just kind of become my own like find my own space in that show so i ended up doing sideline commentary joey ingram was more like talking to the high stakes guys because they know him he's got Mm -hmm. repertoire and i was like hey i was upstairs in the vip booth this person said this this person just lost this much money everybody's talking about this and it was like a really cool vibe Mm -hmm. because ryan was like do what you do best yeah and and when i went to uh, live at the bike Bally's they were like we need you to read these lines we need you to say it like this we need you to memorize this and they didn't let me just like kind of roll with things mm-hmm. and it was like super awkward and it I felt like it was yeah. it didn't turn out very good so contrary to everyone's belief uh, this is how Ryan and I work so Ryan is in charge of lineups and production but like before the million, million dollar game him and I worked a lot on like the lineup uh, was falling apart and one of the reasons why you had that liberty is Ryan would have probably done that anyway is but like we were talking about like we had Joey first and we were talking about the dynamics and one of the things I told him because I know you and we've spoken about this is I said let her cook don't try to tell her what to say or what to do she'll fucking know and he's like okay I'm like she's good if it's coming out of her brain but if it's coming off a of paper she's fucked yeah right? I, I can't do the so, memorization thing believe it or not that's why it was like that and Ryan agreed with it too because he understands that and um, and that's why you did very well and, well, and I, I honestly think you you stole the show I well thank you but I uh, like my point is that just from a management perspective just from like seeing it in corporate and everywhere yeah. if you've got a micromanager that ship is going to sink yeah. but if you've got someone who trusts who they're hiring and and trust them to do their portion that they're good at you have a much better situation when i ran businesses with hundreds of people as employees what you have to do is you put your breath in it you make sure you get what you want because it is what you want as the owner and you're responsible for it win or win or lose um but when you, like you said, just to, I'm just repeating what you said. When you put that person in this department and you believe that's the right person and that person's probably better at that than you are because they're tailor made for that position. You have within your, within your breath and within your you know frame, you have to let that person cook. Right. Or else they'll fail. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're alluding to. And it's absolutely. Yeah. True. Yeah. So the, I think that's like a microcosm of the bigger problem with what was happening there. Yeah. Um, so they started going downhill and they moved to Tropicana. Okay. So yeah, they now shut, the bike canceled the contract on April 15th and then they were, they moved into Tropicana Okay, or so they were planning to anyway. We're almost at current day. So I'm trying to give the viewers sure. uh, the story of all yeah. of this. Right. Um, so we're, so now they've signed Eric Pearson. 
person. Uh, person. And when you say they signed him, what his main sign being signed to, which we'll be talking to him tomorrow, um, is to build poker, the poker room at the Tropicana, which I think that kind of fell apart. Um, but they're going to be doing it in another location. I don't know if I'm supposed to say so. I won't if Eric wants to. You should. Can. You should. Well, Eric's going to be on tomorrow, well, so he can. Hold he... on. <laughs> so that's what his main thing is. And then in his agreement, he needs to stream once every six weeks. I think so it is. Or four weeks, six weeks. Only. My thing is, uh, I mean, you know this. Las Vegas has a market for high stakes cash in private games. And um, it's a smaller market than L.A. L.A has so much money all the high stakes are there like i'm curious if they were even competing for the same market at the tropicana like what do you mean well are they are they getting as big of games as hustler no they were not yeah not on so the that's regular what i'm saying not like on the regular I, uh, <clears throat> and they were mostly pros and it wasn't the type of games that you want to watch right if you, so if you're paying paying eric person to come play then the game isn't juicy enough because he'll come play yeah. if the game's well, juicy. Well, when Eric Person plays, he does the lineup. He won't let Wayne right. or Alex or whoever was there do the lineups. So his shows brought in more views than the regular shows. But I think they may have, if I'm wrong, he can correct me tomorrow. I think they may have capped out at like 4K. Like even when they had like some big names. And so whatever. We're going to get we're gonna get to that in a, okay. in a little bit. Okay. Um, so I'm... I'm now moving forward, mm -hmm. let's let's project. Okay? okay, sure. Again, like people can hate you all they want. You do own the most successful poker TV show in history. Okay, okay. What are your projections for commerce? And just to give people some back, mm -hmm. uh, some understanding of it, commerce is going to be live streaming a poker. They're going to have a poker live stream, but it's going to be owned by ba Bally's. Yes. So let me give you my prediction and let me give you what I think. And I want to know also what you know about it and who sure. you've talked to or whatever. You know, you're you're you've got your ear to the ground. Yeah, when you have competition, you have to you have to noodle and you have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you're right? a big noodler. Yeah, I'm a noodler. Uh well, because JJ's not involved and Houston Curtis is not involved and it's probably just Wayne for now unless they change something. And I had met and spoke with Sue Kim, who I think is a very nice man and was very respectful to me. And we, we tried to work some things out that didn't happen. Uh, I don't wish them not to, to succeed like I would when it was live at the bike and I had people trying to take us out. Oh, that's out. so cute. But I want to hear the truth. I know, like, that's what's why going I'm, on? Yeah, but, that's, but I'm prefacing with that because, you know, I preface. Trying to, I'm trying to make the I'm show I'm giving juicy. you everything. I'm giving you everything. But what I think will happen is this. I don't believe... And we can ask Eric about this tomorrow because he may have some insight on this if he's willing to talk about it because he's connected over there. We'll see. But what I seem to believe is from what my conversations were with them possibly taking over the Big Bet show, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't get the control we needed to make it successful, so I wouldn't do it, okay? I don't care about money. I don't care about anything. I, 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 if I put my name on it, Ryan puts his name on it, we got we to gotta make it work. Mm -hmm. and, and so it didn't happen, and that's fine. Um, by the way, I, I plan on eventually being there anyways with on my own. So we'll, we'll talk about that in another being show. Being where? In Vegas. Uh, on Valleys? No, not on Valleys. No, no, no. I, 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 I oh, potentially want to oh. start it. I'm going to, I want to start a show there. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. So if you're listening and you're one of the casinos and you're interested, hit me up. But I haven't even made Do you need call. a blonde hostess? Yeah. 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 Who do you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I might know someone who's hosted a million dollar cash game. Right. Yeah. But that's that's for another day, and that's just on the horizon. It's no plan. There's nothing that's set in stone. So, uh, what I think because they're, I believe their vision from what I re, from what I just gathered from my conversations is that they're mostly concerned about making content to put into the Bally's app to get other things to monetize, or they have some other plans that I'll let them talk about if they get there. And so I think that's their main goal. I don't think it is to, I don't know if it is to completely compete or to do what we're doing. I don't know. But here's what I believe will happen. And this is my guess. I believe that if they run, I don't think they'll run any more than a couple times a week. Now, if they do, and I'm wrong, that's fine. This is my prediction because I know what it takes to build games. I know the cost of running a monthly show. I don't know if they want that, um, but we'll find out. And um, I think that would make them more successful if they did it that way than to try to do five days a week and not be able to put together big games. Because if you tune in and you see a bunch of shitty games, you might not tune into the good game. Because you're just like, that just sucks. So tell me, <clears throat> you played at Commerce for 30 years. At least. You know the staff. You know the vibe. Yes. Do they have what it takes to be passionate enough to run a live stream or to have like have the ability to compete at a level that they need to? Okay. So I'm going to have to answer it this way because I don't know. Are they going to make their own hip hop video? You know, okay. stuff like I, that. I don't know. <laughs> well, Bally's... Okay, so there's two things in play with Commerce. Commerce is not going to be in charge of making the videos. It's going to be Bally's uh, live stream. So they... Bally's only owns the live stream and Commerce owns the casino. So here's the two factors I'll give you. One is it depends on how they produce the content they put out and what their vision is. I don't know how they'll do there. They didn't do very well at the other two places. That's just how I believe it and see it. Um, if it's the same management that Ryan and I walked into a meeting with during when we were pitching this show, I sat in a room of fucking retards. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to clip this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Literally, I was so jaw dropped by the lack of vision and the cockiness that they, was coming across the table. No, I'm telling you. They that don't was care the, about poker, that though. That was the worst meeting I ever had. Were they all poker managers? There were poker managers. There was people in marketing. All Did they shit. laugh at you, telling you it'll never happen? No. What they said was, the main point I remember them saying is this, and it's the funniest comment ever. And I looked at him and said, because you won't get it to work. And his question, his, his comment to me was, why would I pay you to do it when I can do it myself? I said, because you won't make it work. And he fucking looked at me because I had had it by this time in the meeting because he was just, um, he was, it just was, it was bizarre to me. It was almost like, I felt like I was being interviewed to give him information how to start a stream. So I often say this, you can never, like, this is a kind of a weird comparison, but I always say this, you can't show an ant an engine and be like, look how great this engine is. Right. Look how beautiful yeah. this is. Because ants going to be like, this is mean shit to me. Like, I'm, I got to go do my <laughs> ant stuff. It's kind of the same thing. You can't show someone your vision who fucking can't appreciate it. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, I just can't stop laughing. When we went into that meeting, Ryan was barred from the commerce, but they allowed him to come in. <laughs> 
because of Live at the Bike, they did the same shit to him that they did to me. <laughs> because he was a game runner for Live at the right, Bike. So they right. fucking barred him just for no reason. Which is just funny to me now. And we're both walking out. And I swear to you this conversation happened. We were just getting out of the elevator walking. And I looked at him. And I go, I wouldn't fucking run a show here if they paid me fucking a million dollars a day. These guys are fucking idiots. I want to never, whatever. And... Now they barred me and they're going to hear this and they're never going to let me back in. But that is the truth. Whether yeah. you hate me, like me, whatever, that's really the truth, man. Luckily, it's not there's just... other casinos out there, you know. There's one called Hustle. No, no, Hustle I'm never going to go at. to Commerce. I'm never going to go to Commerce. Uh, but uh, You really missed out on that pork chops and mashed potatoes, though. Sorry about that. I'm pissed about that. That was the biggest loss of the whole thing. Um, but that's But that's truly like the truth. So what do you, what do you think about this idea? Because I've talked to Wayne... Um, I mean, I was taught, I've been friends with Wayne for a long time, uh, since like long back. In I think Wayne's a days. sweetheart. Yeah. Wayne's a great guy. He's, I think Wayne loves harmless. poker. He does. Uh, but he, Wayne was talking to me about Bally's wanting to have poker being streamed constantly, like 24 seven from multiple different locations. And I think what he meant was like LA on Tuesdays, uh, Las Vegas on Wednesdays mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like Chicago this day, Rhode Island. They have all these, I think, aspirations to. But when you go wide like that, and the only thing is if your goal is not to compete, then you'll be okay. If you, you need a Ryan content. in every city. It, it, I just don't think that's what they want. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand it because... I could have given them, they want the control. I could have given them the content they needed. That was one of the things I brought to them. I can give you the content. You can, you can monetize the content through your app. We can come up with a licensing deal. And, you know, the, the guy that does running the, the show for Sue just didn't want to give up any control. And I was not willing to go into covenant with anyone that had me by the short ones. Yeah, micromanagement <clears throat> will ruin everything. Yeah. Um, so I want to... Do you want? Do you have any other like um, visions for what's happening with live streams before I ask you the next question? I think that Hustler has pretty much opened the door for people to see. Wow, this this actually really can work and be amazing. And we and like you heard Tuckman say, like Doug Polk saw our show and said, "Shut it down, and let's fucking start over because no one's competing with this." And I think that was very smart of him because he's a very smart businessman. And I think he did a, a fine job, but he is working with a player base that's hard to 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 play big and to build big shows. But when he does, they do they do very well. Their their graphics, their everything's good. Do I think it's good as ours? I don't, but I'm partial to what I see when I watch my show. But Doug also understands <laughs> what you need to do. He knows how to he promote and he market himself. He gets it. He's very good at it, and uh, and that's why you've never heard me say a word about them because Doug's always been, believe it or not, kind to me. We've worked kind of together with scheduling and different things, and I hope they do well. I, I really, really like Doug Polk yeah, a lot. Good. So Yeah, and you got you became you got that infinity for him when you worked the million dollar game because you got to know him better, right? Well, I actually got to know Doug during the Mike Postle stuff. He interviewed me oh. on his podcast and um I've had his number for years and like uh we've only communicated during like the Postle stuff and the Jack Four stuff. Right. And uh great stand up guy, super respectful. I there's as a woman in poker a blonde chick that wears red lipstick and heels all the time. There's a lot of creepy, gross dudes out there. Doug Polk is not one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah I believe it. So uh, that being said, uh, I want to ask you about the other night, Bally's Live from Tropicana mm. had their biggest night, I believe, 
Garrett made his comeback. Yes. And they had more viewers than Hustler Casino Live. And I know long term, you're you think of everything long term, but was it a mistake to not have Garrett back on your show? Sure. Um, there again, you have to bear with me. If you want to say, is it a mistake for this or for that? I could because you could have had him. <clears throat> Fine, you could have had those he, viewers. Uh, of course, you could even capitalize on bringing Robbie back too, and everybody would lose their fucking minds. But was it a mistake to not have Garrett have his debut at Hustler? Okay. If you just want to be a whore, yes. But I don't see it as a mistake because there are some things that are just more important to me and to Ryan than to have the most views that day or more views, whatever. And I really mean that. And the reason is because, and, I, and again, this is so fucking redundant, but... Um, Your cat's eating the I know whole if, wall. I know, eating it, yeah, okay. Um, if... If the one thing he did was just not be, sorry to use the word dogmatic about the fact that it's 100% happened with and he doesn't have any proof and didn't keep dragging our show about being a compromised show without proof, I understand why he believes he was cheated. I understand why he feels the way he does. I understand. I don't think he should have taken the money. So I guess because of the way he's dug in and all the stuff he's posted on 2 Plus 2 and in the internet, that is really minus EV for me. And he keeps saying he has something and he hasn't brought it out. I think it's bullshit. But if he does bring it out, I love it and I'll support it. Um, I could not in good conscience uh, just because of business say come back to our show that you are accusing of something without anything i couldn't do it ryan wanted no part of it believe it or not and it's the same thing like with the robbie thing i don't have anything against her but the story got changed two or three times there was a whole media blitz over it and you know god bless doug if all the stuff he said but he had her on the show and maybe because that's a business decision it's fine it's fine but i'm not willing to do it and, and if I have to lose some viewership, if I have to lose some fans for the show, then so be it. Because I've always said this. I love this show. I will put my heart and soul into it. But I'm not going to compromise those type of things. And nothing lasts forever. And if I'm not here in a couple of years, I had a great run. And I will, this show will make history. But I'm not going to go do things that I can't stomach. Because I cannot stomach the approach he's taken with us. Yeah, but why... Why let his opinion of Hustler Casino or Hustler Casino Live stop you? Like, who gives a fuck? Why not just bring him on? Let him fucking say what he wants. If it, And then it almost... I'm not... I'm not making the assumption that Garrett would play on Hustler Casino he Live. Now, I'm just he saying. Would've. But if he would have, <clears throat> he would. Have. It would just be like, oh, well. He if asked you, for a seat in the million. Let me game. finish. Yeah. Then you could say, oh yeah, he thinks he's cheating. You, he thinks there was cheating. Why is he playing? Valerie, listen. I know that, but I can already do that. Let me tell you. I what. know, but I'm. I'm just saying. I can that already do that. I think. <clears throat> who gives a fuck? He's the biggest cash game player out there. Why not just bring him back? Well, first of all, when he took the money back, the deal was to come back and play the rest of the show. He, if he thought he was cheated, and he took the money back from a player that he believes did with no proof at the time, and then he will be willing to walk back and sit in a seat and play with the same players what the fuck are we doing here? And the only reason Garrett left is because Rip was going to kick his ass. Well, listen, okay. I don't want to get into it. I, like, I don't disagree with what you're no, saying. We're just right talking. Now. But what, I, what I'm saying is that in that moment, you're applying hindsight knowledge to a situation that was really tense. And like, I think Fair. that Garrett came to a conclusion 
after like a good amount of time of thinking things through in the moment. Yes, he thought what he thought, but him coming back, you can't say, oh, why did he do that? Because he, if he thought he was cheated, okay. I think that you're giving That's it fair. hindsight uh, assessment. Okay. Fair. Because okay? things happen in moments when you're this. in shock and you're like, oh, Let me what say just this. happened, right? This will be redundant. I've said this at least 10 times on the air somewhere. That's fair. And here's the problem I had. And I've said it just like this and I'll repeat it. I don't have a problem with Garrett thinking he got cheated. I don't have a problem with Garrett the first day thinking he got cheated and saying what he did. I don't my I don't fault him for the second day, for the first week, for a week and a half because of the being stunned, being feel how you feel. But at some point when you get your head clear and you look at the facts and you don't have a fucking receipt for it and Two people and the show who have treated you very well and and did as just as much for him winning a couple million dollars as he did for us because he did help us build our show and he's a fucking amazing draw and he's a fucking great poker player, but after some point you either have to give the money back until you have the proof you have to come back and I don't even care about apologize just walk back whatever but on on the year anniversary to post a tweet that says blah 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 all the political bullshit he does and then say on a compromise stream you are still digging in and I don't care I cannot let somebody sit in my seat like that if he would have handled it different if he would have just even a month later took a different direction cuz you know he just did it cuz he was in the moment and whatever and you know we would have sh shook hands and we would have been fine but he is digging in and I just don't care about his views and either does Ryan Ryan won't have him on the show and I'm going to tell you you know Ryan in his in his words was held hostage by his lineups we would on Fridays have six or seven people playing because Garrett only could approve a certain amount of people that would play I know he hates hearing that I know he fucking hates this but you brought it up and I'm just going to say it again and now we had players whether you like them or hate them that are playing fucking 3x bigger because they're not playing with a fucking killer and our games are playing bigger and by the way no, and once they found out like even while he was there that he was keeping people off that's why him and Nick Airball had a beef because he didn't want Nick Airball in the game because Nick Airball started to, to buy in big and was aggressive Garrett didn't want to deal with it and he didn't want him in the game. And so Nick fucking resented him. He wouldn't let Art Papazian play. Like, these are just all facts. I don't give a shit if you're a Garrett fan or not. And so the, the fact is, is that our game started playing bigger. We could, we could put more people in the game. Ryan had now control. And the games actually got better. So, but would I still, out of loyalty, still have him in the game? Yes. Would I still be friends with him? Yes. Would it, would it, do I agree with the fact that a comeback is massive? That's why they had the viewership. I watched. I knew, Ryan and I knew, that the ratio was going to be they're going to have between at Bally's 10 and 50. We said like 10 to 20,000, or maybe we were in like the 14, 16,000 range, and we would have like five or six. We knew that. We knew this was going to happen. That was a big event. Like, there's no whatever. And, and even with the WPT on the following Friday, like, produced well, still his comeback, you know, it's playing huge. We knew that they were going to outview us, and that's fine too. And I think WPT does a great job. But like I said in the other podcast, consistency over time equals success. Look, if if they can consistently have those views and they can do that, they will succeed. And if they do, we will still be okay. We'll be fine. We might not be dominant. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Um, but the answer, back to get the dog in the yard, is <laughs> I just can't and Ryan cannot accept it.
You want to know okay. my opinion? You're not going to like it. I do know your opinion because you kind of said it already, and that's What's okay. What's my opinion? Your opinion is is that I should we should make a business decision and to keep dominating and to uh, make sure that he doesn't go over there and take a bunch of views. No, away. he's a free agent. He can do what he wants. Of right? course, I'm a fan of his, and I like him. I like him as a person. I know you don't like that. I actually, I don't it's think you true. care. I don't, I don't think care. you care. I don't what, care. How I I like Garrett a lot. I think you should if you feel that way. Yeah, and. I am a fan of his and uh, acquaintance, I guess. Like I, 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 mm-hmm. I so mm-hmm. like I wouldn't go as far as saying friend, but I am a fan of his. And I, of course, you should be. He's I an think amazing it player. would have broken the internet if he had done it at Hustler. But but I, but I covered. But that. I know, I know. But you, I, I get, I get your point. I just think sometimes. Uh, like it's weird to me sometimes you're just like all about business and then sometimes there's got to be loyalty in it for you too Mm -hmm. and so it's it is weird to me that in some spots you do choose loyalty over money or short-term gains yes and that is what you're witnessing here and i will tell you this i'm going to let you in on something that's true and you can go ask him ryan was more adamant about not having those two back than me because i even went to him and said what do you think because it would kill He's like, no. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's not worth it. My heart wouldn't be in it. And I would fucking want to puke and throw up in my mouth because of how I feel about it. And I will tell you something I just said recently that's out there. I said it in the spaces that Garrett was in with me just a night ago or two listening. And I mean this. Uh, I miss Garrett. I miss. I had the best times playing poker even while I was being crushed by him live at the bike and through the hustle, not so much at Hustler because our relationship started to get, once I ran the show and the pressure was on me of his politics, I started to get resentful because he wouldn't listen. But at live at the bike, when we used to play, his humor and mine, I think are the same. We used to fucking laugh our ass off. I would look forward to dropping my 30 ball and going there and having a blast. And I miss that. And I miss his friendship. And I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he would ever cheat. Meaning, I'm just telling you integrity-wise. And, you know, uh, I don't wish him bad. But I cannot get over the lack of loyalty. You could still think you're cheated. I'm okay with that. He's entitled to his opinion. I don't know if she cheated. It was inconclusive. But what you could do was until you have the proof or show it to me, if you say you have it, like fucking show it to me and I'll go on a podium with you and I'll do a press release. I'll blast it out and I'll support prosecution with you. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not, I swear. Oh, no one's getting prosecuted. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I'm not But I'm not afraid of that for HCL. And people think I am, but I'm not. And so I would do that. So fucking show me if you say something's going to come out and then let's be friends again. And, and, and I'll apologize to you because you knew and I didn't. But still, you're putting me in a bad position because there are no facts and you're dragging our show and you're basically calling us cheaters. What's a, what's a world where... Garrett can come back and play. I don't know. Uh, maybe a world where it's found, he believes that he wasn't cheated or he shows that he was and maybe have a conversation with one of us or both of us saying, yeah, I didn't have that information. My apologies. You know, or, you know, or I wish I'd have known that. Or maybe he apologized. I don't know. Um, it could go either way depending on what, what comes out or what doesn't come out. I don't believe anything's coming out. But if it does, I think that, look... I fucking am, one thing I am not is a grudge holder, okay, if I care about someone. Um, I'm not. And, you know, Eden, you saw the heat, the heated stuff. 
I did a, a fucking spaces with him. I'm cool. Like, I hope the guy, I know he's got problems. I hope it works out for him. I'm not a grudge holder. You hope the problems I, work out I for hate, him? I hate to say this. This makes me want to fucking stick this pen right in my eye. I better put it down. It, Matt Berkey would never. But if Matt Berkey came to me and ever just said, I, I think, you know, I have been out of line and a lot of things were like unfounded and let's just, we're not going to be friends, but let's just be cool. A snap be cool. No, because then the both yeah, podcasts we would be boring. Any, well, he wouldn't have any viewers. But, Shut up. <laughs> but but my point is is I mean that I'm I'm that person. So this isn't vindictive. This is out of principle and the lack of loyalty. And hey, you know Ryan and I will survive regardless. Would our show be bigger if we had him on and we had that reunion and we had Robbie play with him? It would fucking break everything. But it's not worth it to me. Like, it, people don't believe this. Like, this isn't just about money. We love this show, and we have enough respect for it to show it respect. One last... Like, and then you're going to say, oh, you have drunks on, someone showing their tits, this and that. That's not what I mean. I'm talking loyalty type of respect. We do the shit we do with the videos Kyle makes because we fucking know how to be number one. I'm fucking on one right now because that's really a passionate fucking... Thing for me. You okay there? I'm okay. Heart palpitations? Woo! Okay. All right. One last question. Sure. And I want you to honestly, honestly answer. You think I wouldn't? I don't know. I think sometimes you do the political thing. Me? <laughs> okay, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> what? So listen, uh, like, did you read Garrett's post on 2 plus 2? The whole thing? Yeah. Like when he first, when this first like happened? Like all, uh, all of his posts. No, I haven't read any. I read maybe a little bit of his first one that was nonsense. And if he posts any more, I've not read him. No one's ever sent him to me, nor did I ever go look. I don't go on 2 plus 2 because well, I think it's crazy. Uh, my question is, like, do you think that uh, he is acting this way because he genuinely in his heart does believe he was cheated? Why wouldn't I answer that? Yes. Right. Okay, so 100%. from his perspective, he's acting accordingly to that viewpoint that life viewpoint that this situation that he was in and him you know coming to you and and like apologizing somehow isn't within the realm because he does genuinely it's, know and believe that sorry. he was cheated yeah okay it's so not, it's not about him apologizing to me or whatever the case may yeah. be i'm just saying if you could have some empathy and say given his perspective put yourself in his shoes that he genuinely believes he was cheated he's acting the way he like, would you give money back to someone you thought got you got cheated? If you went to a home if, game, you no, got cheated. Thought I got cheated. You are hundred percent sure you He's got cheated. He's not hundred percent sure. I'm. You can't let, be okay, without let's the do proof. A, let's do the hypothetical though. Okay. If you went to a home game and you were really sure you got cheated, okay. would you act in a way where you would say I got cheated, or would you grovel and say no, I'm sorry, guys? Okay. Like, I think I got cheated in a home game. I'm not going to name the person because it would be a fucking disaster. But I played in a home I game. I don't want to see your body coming up in the news in Tijuana, okay? No, it's not like that. This isn't that type of person. It's a very reputable person and a friend of mine, but... Wow, a very reputable person cheated you? No. I believe at the game I was invited to, I was. Mm. And I don't know, there was some affiliation, but sometimes you can be affiliated with something and not have knowledge. Oh, trust me, I know. You I can think, be in a game where I someone's cheating and not be person, a part of it. I don't think the person that I'm alluding to <clears throat> cheated me, but I think I got cheated at the game I was invited to. So let me say it this way. I believed as sure as I'm sitting here, I did, but I didn't have proof. I did not have proof. All I had was a short, small sample of hands that made no sense to me. Right. At all. Right. Okay. So I can't prove it. And the hands were not as daunting as a jack high, but they were fucking close. 
Okay. Right. All right. So here's my choice. My choice is to tell that I've never even said this to this person to go to that person and fucking accuse that person's game of cheating that I don't have any proof on, but just a small sample size of hands and then demand my money back or I'm going to fucking take this thing public, which would have fucking been horrible for this person. And I would have got my money back. But I chose not to do it because I did not have proof. And I went to that fucking game and I put my money on that table. And now my takeaway is I won't go to that game and I won't go to that other game and I won't put my money on the table. And I fucking took my licks. And I'll give you another example of it. I was a student of a real estate seminar company when I was broke. I had lost my business. I was in debt millions of dollars. I went there and I got fucking scammed. And I spent $70,000. But guess what? I didn't fucking bitch and cry and fucking post on the BBB because it is what it was. I made the decision. I took the fucking bait. And you know what I did? I went out and I fucking figured out how to do the business in lieu of that because I had just enough and I fucking made millions. But do you know why people are vocal about cheating, right? Of course I to do, but stop not, from other but, people getting cheated. Yeah, but you can't, I can't go and fucking accuse that person that I'm alluding to of cheating when I don't have a fucking receipt. All I have is my hunch. And so I took my fucking medicine and what he should have done is take his fucking medicine, kept his cherry patch, which was my game. And then behind the scenes worked with us. If you have information, bring it to us. You want to be part of the investigation? Let's go. You want to be part of the analyzation of our system? Get in the fucking room, do whatever you want to do, but don't take your little fucking fingers and go on the fucking things and fucking accuse a show that I fucking love and Ryan loves and fucking accuse us of being cheaters and saying, I'm not accusing you when I put up the tweet that it was a compromised stream. I'm not trying to cause you any harm. Fuck you. I did that. I don't care what you did. No, I'm saying that's the only way I got eyes on this situation Fine. is I accused him. Good. Then Sometimes all these, you have to do that. Good. Then great. All these eyes are on it. And when it comes out and he brings out, I'll support it. Until then, fuck off. Uh -huh. Okay, well, I guess that's how you really feel. That is how I feel. You told you think I'm going to give you a political answer? How do you how do you do you even know me? Can you give me the political one? Yeah, the political one is look, someday, <laughs> someday, you never know what could happen. Um, I completely understand why he took this stance. Um, it shit. would be better for poker if we can all come together. But for right now, you know, we need to let this play out. We need to see how it goes because then I think it will be work out better in the future and it will have a little stronger base to it. Fuck that. Okay. Because that's what he did. It's on super personal for you. It's, You're it's, so fucking heated it's right now. It's fucking personal to me. It's really personal because guess what? I went in because of Garrett and how much he's respected. He's respected because of his image and people fucking adore him even to today. Now, he has his haters and detractors, but listen to me. Because of that, he caused us more fucking grief by digging in like that. And it is personal to me because it didn't have to go down this way. You could have been part of this and we could have still been fucking looking into it. And it's really fucking personal to me. He came on the spaces the other night. He did the same fucking thing. He fucking came in, he listened, he came up, he sniped, he gave his political fucking statement, wouldn't take any questions, and he fucking left. Bullshit. Take some questions, like I do. I go on spaces, I go on interviews, you fucking drill my fucking ass off, I answer every question, and, you know, the point I was getting to that I forgot, and because I kept talking until I remembered, is because of his, because of his value and his status, guess what happened to me? Not just my show. I got fucking drugged 
big time for three months. I went into a fucking depression because I was because I wasn't ready for it. I was being accused of fucking cheating by all sorts of fucking people because of his status, because of 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 his image and people bought into it and then came up with all this other shit. People I fucking love and care about fucking almost quit. Uh, my my uh, good friends there fucking couldn't fucking play poker anymore and it fucking affected my whole staff. Bring your motherfucking receipt and show us so we could support you. If not, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm fucking, that's personal to me because I'm fucking tired of fucking listening to all these people. Not you, I'm not even heated at you, but all these people with their fucking two cents without a fucking receipt. That's why every time, even like when we were talking to Tuckman, we need a fucking board. Yes, we do. We need prosecution. Yes, we do. We need to fucking out cheaters. Fuck yeah. But don't fucking point a finger at somebody like fucking Big Bet Berkey does and all these other people do until you fucking got the receipts because you're fucking their life up you're fucking with their reputation and just by fucking saying in the same sentence that I don't know if they're cheating, I mean, who knows? You fucking just put that tag on them. Fucking be responsible. And I think it's irresponsible. And yes, it fucking heated because I've been putting up with this fucking shit now that his comeback has come for fucking two year, a year and fucking four months and there's fucking nothing out there. And I can tell you this, and I've said this before, no road will ever fucking lead to Ryan and I. It will so, never lead to us. I would put a gun to my head because that's how sure I am of my partner and I know what I'm involved in and not involved in and it caused us... Yeah, we got more viewership. Look at my fucking neck. Oh my God. We got... Look at my chest. We got more viewership. Our ratings went up. It wasn't worth it. So look. Look at my fucking neck. You're super I mean, fucking I'm gonna have heated. a fucking heart attack. That's okay. I'm a nurse. I can give you CPR. No. I'm fuck, not die. putting my Let me die. Up. Please let me die. <laughs> Whatever you do. So, but before we wrap this up, yeah, please. We were talking with Tuckman, and you you made a reference to that that we don't have. <sighs> no one goes to jail for cheating in poker. Yes, nothing ever happens to anybody. Right. That we do have to police ourselves. Yeah. Okay. I Part agree. of that policing is sometimes you have to go public with your accusations mm -hmm. so that the public can look into it. So when you're hunting for tuna, a dolphin has to die every once in a while. I mean, you, we have to put it out there. Okay. You, there's, there's no world. Even Mike Possible, we still didn't find out how he did it. There's no like world where I'm like, here's the phone, here's this. Stones Guess microwaved what? all Guess that what? shit. I wasn't in. You'll, you'll hate this, but we agreed to just say shit that I wouldn't say before because it will trigger you. I was not in poker at the time. I don't know one fucking bit of information that because I never went retro. You've never heard me jump on the bag wagon. But Mike Possible, I allow it because it's probably with the facts you have. I stay out of it because I don't know. I don't know. I didn't research it. Half these fucking imbeciles that go on the internet don't know shit. But everyone's fucking pointing a finger. Guess what? Like, I'm not guilty of anything. And I went for fucking three or four months. And still to this day, about fucking 16 people ring fucking cheating rings. Me signaling. Fucking people putting videos up. Having shit dedicated to my name. Uh, Twitter fucking whatever. Like, that fucking matters. Like, that fucking matters. I'm a human being. I have family. I have, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, feelings, whatever. And I went through a lot of shit because of... That shit we're talking about. So it is so fucking personal to me that I am so careful with this subject. And I have been from fucking day one since this happened because I know what it feels like to be tagged and to be brought into something I had nothing to do with. And I, I can fucking get emotional about it because that's in me. I suppress it to not look, you know, like now, like if I'm going to get emotional, I can fucking start crying because I don't want to look like a bitch. But that was tough on me. So... 
Was it you picketing outside of Hustler? No. We had nothing to do with that. I'm sure I'm people just, think I paid it. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just, no, no. So, so that was news to me. That that was interesting. So, how long did that guy pick it outside of Hustler? I'm I trying don't to. Know. I'm trying to keep I, Nick I from he, having a heart he attack. Was, he was. <laughs> yeah, redirect me quick. Um, I don't know. I just remember one day I pulled in and there he was, and I backed up to read the sign again, and I'm like. Oh my God! He's he knew who I was, obviously. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm here. This is such an injustice. Was he pocketing? A uh, picketing? He was picketing. He was pocketing for like eight hours a day or something. Like, was he out there all the time? Oh fuck yeah! For like weeks. Yeah. And then, do you guys didn't kick him off property? Did you? No, he had to stay on the sidewalk. The hustler wouldn't <laughs> let him onto the premise. Because, well, yeah, because he yeah. legally has the right. Yeah, legally. To, yeah, so he was uh, he was allowed to stand there. And then, so he went to. I don't yeah. know if everyone knows. He went to Las Vegas and went into Bally's. He started well, screaming at Garrett. You could see Garrett look over and you can hear them screaming and the security going, get out. And he was screaming to give back the money to Robbie. I Paraphrasing, it was something like, you stole that money, give it back. You know you're wrong. <laughs> Fucking something. I don't know. It's an injustice. Something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that know. was interesting. I, I don't know where this guy. So how much did time. you pay the guy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it in like, you can't track it. So I didn't do it. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough before Fuck. you fucking have a heart I'm attack. I'm sorry about that. I, 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 You know, hey, look, we made an agreement to talk straight. Look, what we did was the first two or three times we got together before we broke up last time is we would tiptoe around shit, right? We would kind of get into the it. The tiptoeing made me crazy. Yeah. And I would tiptoe around it because like I didn't want to be hated any more than I am. I didn't want anyone to fucking control me. I didn't this. I don't care anymore. I am going to say my truth. I'm going to be who I am. I have never proactively went after anyone or trolled them or fucked with anyone. And I will continue to not do that. I won't tag people as cheaters unless I know. And, but I tell you what, if you come after me, I'm fucking punching back. That's it. So yeah. I don't care. You want to ask me something? You will not get a political answer from me. Um, you know, that's it. You heard it here first. There Nick's not stepping down for nobody yeah, anymore. Because he used to. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on, I was living on my knees. I'd rather die on my fucking feet than fucking live on my knees. What is that quote? Anyways, brr, fuck it. This is the Nick Fertucci show. Nick Tucci show. This the, is the this Nick is Tucci, the Tucci show. show. Uh, the Tucci show. I am Tucci. And for me and my partner, uh, Valerie, brilliant, uh, NV out.